No longer in apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to the podcast, the New York Giants. What a playoff game. I'm so excited right now. Please lower your volume if you're listening. I'm going to be loud this episode. This is literally an instant reaction. First playoff win in 11 years, ladies and gentlemen. I have been waiting so long. We were garbage for literally a decade. The boat curse is over. Brian Dable is the coach of the year. Daniel Jones with the game of his life. Saquon Barkley with a great game. Everyone, from top to bottom, a great team win. I'm going to break it all down for you right now. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. My phone's blowing up right now. Again, this is literally like 10 minutes after the game has happened. And I'm going to break it all down. Again, New York Giants win 31-24 to against Minnesota. And I told people... Before the playoffs even started, as I'm slowly settling down, getting my professionalism back, obviously want to show the excitement, show the emotion, because us Giants fans have been suffering for so long, and we finally get to celebrate today. But I was telling people, telling people before the playoffs that if we played Minnesota after we lost to them on a 60-yard field goal, that we were going to beat them back. Minnesota does not have a good defense, and I also felt like we could exploit them a little bit offensively. And once we got Adore Jackson back, that we could actually guard Justin Jefferson. And I think that's exactly what happened. Again, we're going to get into all of it more, but I was also thinking compared to what we could have played, we're not beating San Francisco. That that was an absolute like non, non-factor. We were never going to beat San Francisco, but I thought we had a great chance of beating Minnesota. I knew we were going to beat them today. I was so confident. And some players had the game of their lives. Let's hop into the analysis. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. 24 of 35. 301 yards. Two touchdowns. Ran for 78 yards on 17 attempts. A lot of design runs for Daniel Jones. This is the best game I've ever seen him play. He was making throws all over the place, making good reads, running the ball when he needed to, finding guys in open pockets in the zone, hitting guys in stride. I mean, Daniel Jones played like a top 10 quarterback in the league today. Love Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, he had 53 yards on the ground. He had two touchdowns along with 56 yards in the air. He caught five passes. Really love seeing him in the passing game. He was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, all around, I know he didn't get as many touches, only nine rushes, but Saquon did his thing, especially on those touchdown runs. Isaiah Hodgins. Oh my goodness. Isaiah Hodgins. He's literally Kenny Galladay with a different number. Just look at him that way because he had eight catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. This guy is so, so aware of where he is on the field and can find the pockets and zones so well. And he knows where he is relative to the first down marker. He fought for so many first downs today. And the hands, he has great hands. Slayton had a good game. He had 88 yards. We're going to forget about the drop. And we're going to talk about that when I really get into uh, the, the game breakdown. But Slayton had a good game. I thought Richie James was very good. Bellinger had the touchdown catch. And then the defense, when the when we needed them most, they only held Minnesota to three points in that fourth quarter. Adoree Jackson was phenomenal. Justin Jefferson, I know he had seven catches, but only for 47 yards. That is huge. Hawkinson was the guy that really killed us all afternoon. Ten catches for 129 yards. Uh, Thielen ha- had, had a couple good catches. Osborne obviously uh, had a touchdown, but... Um, the defense stepped up when it needed to. Kirk Cousins had a very good game, 31 of 39, 273 yards, three total touchdowns. Uh, but it wasn't enough. The New York Giants come away with a big win. And I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start with the end of the game. 
uh, first the, the Slayton drop. That's uh, a, a mistake that can happen. We we know he's susceptible to dropping the ball. We don't want him to get discouraged, but that would have sealed the game, a hundred percent. Now what really sucks, and this needs to be fixed, NFL. I know they're not listening, but I'm literally speaking to them. Whoever, someone out there, the roughing the passer calls have to stop. Kirk Cousins literally has the ball in his hand and Dexter Lawrence is trying to tackle him because that's how you play defensive line. That's the game of football. So there's no reason that as he's throwing him to the ground and Kirk Cousins just throws it at the ground that it turns from pretty much close to an intentional grounding to a roughing the passer call that would have led to a third and long. That can't happen, NFL. There were no hands to the face. There was no egregious throwdown. He just wrapped him up and lightly tossed him to the ground. What else do you want Dexter Lawrence to do? Who, by the way, is a first-team All-Pro defensive tackle. Or he's first or second team. I don't know. I know there are two different ones, but Dexter Lawrence is one of the best defensive tackles in the league, and there's no reason he should have gotten that call. But Xavier McKinney with a fantastic tackle on uh, TJ Hawkinson on, on that fourth down play where they threw it flat, put him in a one-on-one. Uh, Cordell Flott with a great pass breakup on KJ Osborne. And again, Adoree Jackson, it was so great having him back. Adoree Jackson is such a good tackler. I mean, the amount of times Jefferson could have potentially like broken a tackle and, and ran loose for a few extra yards, Jackson shadowed him all day long. And I actually think he only had one catch for four yards in the second half. So Dory Jackson put him in a box. Dalvin Cook, I thought, was terrible. 15 rushes, 60 yards. Uh, he had so many negative plays. Every time Dalvin Cook got the ball, it was a great play for the Giants because he just wasn't doing anything. Um, Graham Gano, obviously, the field goal, that, that was great. But it's about the offense. This was the best offensive performance I have seen from the New York Giants in over 10 years, maybe? It was clean. There were no turnovers. We were running the ball well. Daniel Jones, again, hitting these receivers. Who? We need to put some respect on these people's names. Again, Hodgins, Slayton, and Richie James all have stepped up this season. And it's just amazing how Brian Dable has really gotten the most out of every single player on this team. Look at this roster. This does not look like a team that should make the divisional round. But here we are. And they have. Let's speak a little bit more on, on Daniel Jones because obviously I, I've I was down on him coming into this year and and the toughness that he displays with I mean the QB sneaks on fourth and one first off the coaching decisions to go for on fourth and one sticking with your philosophy all season long, all season long you gotta love that from Brian Dable but Daniel Jones has proven to be a franchise quarterback I know the Vikings are 31st in pass defense but with what he's had to work with this year. He has made more out of less than anyone in the league. And 300 yards. Yeah, he almost had 400 total yards. And the decision-making and taking care of the football has evolved so much that I love that Daniel Jones is our quarterback. He won us this game today. We don't win without Daniel Jones. If we have another quarterback in there, you know what? I'm going to say this right now. I don't know if you can name 10 quarterbacks in this league that could win us that game today. Defense stopped Minnesota for 24 points. That's pretty good, but you need someone to put up 31. I didn't see Herbert do it yesterday. I didn't see it. We saw Trevor Lawrence do it. He's that dude. It matters what you do in the playoffs. Not saying anything comparing Jones and Herbert, 
but when the game is on the line, you can really see what someone's made of. And Daniel Jones showed what he's made of. Saquon Barkley, I do wish we gave him the ball more. I don't like he only got nine rushes, but the running with Jones was working. Uh, so I think going into Philly, I think we're really going to need to establish Saquon Barkley a lot more. I'm trying to think of other things uh, about the game. I mean, the the first half was phenomenal for the Giants. The 10-minute drive, even though it ended up in a field goal, they were just moving the ball all game long. Only one punt from Jamie Gillian. Uh, I mean, the the dot to Hodgins on that post route. The offensive line, I thought, blocked pretty well all game long. Daniil Hunter kind of kind of feasted a little bit in that second half, but he was really the only guy who was creating pressure. Zedarius Smith, I thought, was pretty invisible uh, for most of that game. And then we took advantage of a, a pretty bad Vikings secondary. Um, and that's going to lead to, and with how efficient our play calling was and, and I mean, scoring in every quarter, with consistent offense, running the ball, passing the ball pretty much equally. I mean, probably passing the ball way more, actually. Um, it, was, it was pretty even, but we were we were looking to throw the ball, and that's what I loved about this game is that Dable was aggressive uh, and allowed Daniel Jones to be himself because this is a guy who works well in play action. He's making good reads again, uh, and, and these receivers were able to get open. And I want to give a shout-out to Kenny Galladay because he threw some really good blocks down the stretch for, for Saquon on that last touchdown drive. But, man, I am so so excited the fact that we actually won a playoff game I mean I was screaming in my house I'm sure some of you guys saw my social media reaction on snapchat if you guys follow me there but like wow unbelievable the fact that we actually won it it's like hitting me right now um five years ago when we had the Odell uh year where Odell just went ballistic taking slants for 70 yard touchdowns and then we lost to Green Bay in the playoffs. It was miserable. And then the last five years, from from Brian, from Ben McAdoo to Pat Shermer to Joe Judge with like garbage offensive play calling, teams barely putting up twenty points a game for the Giants to 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 Dable and Mike Kafka transforming this offense and making this team believe it's it's actually amazing what what coaching does. We've seen it today with with uh, with Dable. We saw it yesterday with Doug Peterson. Coaching matters. And this is something I'm going to take into the future when it comes to look at, to evaluating rookies and stuff. I mean, you look at a guy like Justin Fields. He's shown the star power, but he's not throwing the ball super well. Well, one, look what you got around him. And then look at the coaching. That should be a franchise's and an ownership's first place they look. Because you see some of these coaches are winners. Andy Reid is a winner. Sean McDermott is a winner. I mean, Nick Sirianni's becoming a winner. Kyle Shanahan wins games. Is Mike McCarthy that? Or did Aaron Rodgers take him there? We'll see tomorrow when Dallas plays Tampa Bay. But, I mean, I love that we finally have a good coach. We're going to re-sign these guys next year. We're going to bring back Jones, Dexter Lawrence, Saquon Barkley. I mean, we have to. Dexter Lawrence was so good today. Um, that's that's really my analysis of this game. I'm looking back at, at, at the touchdowns. Uh, Saquon's 28-yard run was electrifying. I mean, starting off the game hot. Wow. I mean, this is a very raw reaction you're getting from me here. And uh, shout out shout out to my roommates for telling me to... I was going to go play some Xbox with them. Then they were like, no, you got to make your podcast. Kind of like a little joking around. Um, but I was like, oh, wait, I do. Now, before I end this, let's talk... Uh, very briefly about this Eagles matchup next week and a couple things I'm going to be looking for because um, 
yeah, this is the third time we've played Philadelphia, and this is a team that's been considered the best team in the NFC pretty much for most of the season. Um, I I will say, number one, you got to establish this run game again. Establishing the run game opens up this entire offense because we saw today how scared Minnesota was of Saquon Barkley. And Daniel Jones took advantage of it, getting to the outside on runs, scrambling. And then once he scrambles, he, he waits behind the line of scrimmage, finds Hodgins for a 30-yard gain. And, you know, and once you get this run, the run game going, then it, it frees up the wide receivers to get open as well. Because if we can't run the ball and they can just drop back in coverage, these guys, are, they're great. They're good. They're not great. They're not great enough to get open. Uh, and then defensively, my X factor for this entire game is a Dory Jackson. He's got to do the same thing. You know what? I actually want him on Devontae Smith. I'd rather have him on Devontae Smith to shadow him, get maybe Moreau on A.J. Brown. It's a way tougher matchup. Not way tougher, but just the fact that both of those guys are pretty much even. Will Adoree even shadow? Um, and then I, I think defensively, uh, we did. Wink Martindale called a very good game today. He did not blitz as much as he normally does. I would say bring the heat a little bit more against Philadelphia. I think uh, Kirk Cousins dealt with whatever pressure we brought today. Can Jalen Hurts do that? I, don't, I really don't know. And also, it, it can stifle their run game a bit. So I think the team with the better run game in Philadelphia is going to advance to the NFC Championship. Um, the season already, uh, is already a success. Winning a playoff game uh, for the Giants, it's it's huge. But obviously, we want more, and this team's not uh, obviously going to let up. But if we do somehow make it to the NFC Championship game, I'm going to be honest, guys. We're not beating San Francisco. We're not. They're playing too well. The defense is way too good. Uh, but can we beat Philly? Can we beat Philly? Hmm. Well, you're going to have to find out this upcoming week because I'm going to bring back a certain guest who is a fan of the Eagles, most likely, if I can arrange the time and everything, and we're going to talk and have a little a little back and forth. We'll see about this Giants-Eagles game. Uh, super excited to hopefully bring her back on because um, we talked NFL playoffs last year, but the fact that we're actually playing each other uh, it should be a good one. But that's going to do it today for 125 Unfiltered. Really hope you enjoyed the raw emotions after winning a playoff game. It's been a long time in the making. I'm super excited, especially coming off some tough losses with like the national championship game for soccer and basketball. Uh, this was a very, very fun one to win. So stay tuned for the guest episode. Going to be talking UNC basketball, hopefully, uh, in the coming future. Hope everyone at UNC is having a great start to their semester, and then everyone is having a great start to 2023. But again, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Go Giants, and I'll speak to you next time.